Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to Let's Have Tea. I'm your host, Rebecca. This is episode number five, and today we're going to be talking about our identity. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about our identity. Who am I? Who are you? How do you see yourself? The definition of identity is the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. The characteristics determining who or what a person or thing is. Identity is what people believe to be the most true about themselves. That's a pretty powerful statement. Identity is what people believe to be the most true about themselves. We take it on as our source of value or worth. When we believe that we are a failure or we are not good enough or we are worthless, we take that on as our source or our value of worth. And then that puts us in a box, so to speak. We are limited in life because of our thinking. And it's wrong thinking. That label of unworthy or useless, less than, that label does not mean anything. We all go through seasons of life where we are depressed, we are broken, we are different. There may be times that we feel like a failure. Maybe for whatever reason, we got let go at our job. You know, and you feel like a failure. Well, I can't even, I can't even hold a job down. But what's the reason behind it? So, so many times when we do get the rug pulled out from under us or we get, you know, the breath knocked out of us, whatever the reason behind that is what we tend to latch on to. Your identity, if you are saved, you have invited Jesus into your heart, your identity is found in God. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. So we're created in God's image. And if you remember, identity is what people believe to be the most true about themselves. If we are created in God's image, 
we're not a failure. We're not unstable. We're not useless. We're not unworthy. I mean, I could go on and on and on because we are made in God's image. The thing, the most important thing is knowing that you might have been all of this before. You might have been a cheater, a thief, a homewrecker, a whatever, an alcoholic, a drug addict. And you're not that person anymore once you invite Jesus to come into your heart. Once you have accepted him as your savior. Second Corinthians 5.17. Let me open it up real quick. I'm going to read it out of the um, Passion Translation. It says, now any, I'm sorry. Now if anyone is enfolded into Christ... He has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order or that old person that we were before we accepted Jesus as our Savior has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. And anytime you see the word behold, it means hold on, watch out, something is about to happen. So hold on. Everything is fresh and new. It says this would include our old identity, our life of sin, the power of Satan, the religious works of trying to please God, our old relationship with the world, and our old mindsets. We are not reformed or simply refurbished. We are made completely new by our union with Christ and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So if we can wrap our heads around, we're not that old person anymore. We might have used to been the biggest alcoholic in, in, the, in the town or in our family. We might have been the biggest failure in our family or just you, you couldn't trust them. Maybe you were untrustworthy. But then you met Jesus and he wiped your slate clean. But then we have to make our minds line up with what God has done in our life. Our spiritual identity has everything to do with everything we must understand who God created us to be did you know that your identity affects every fiber of your life if you think you are unworthy that's how you are going to come off to that person at work or to if you are um, maybe you're single and you are looking for um, you know, you're, you're going out on dates. You know, you're, you're trying to find that, that one uh, man or lady that, you know, will end up being your, your spouse. So you're dating. But if you have the mindset that you're unworthy, they're going to pick up on it. And 
it's going to come across, even though you don't think that it is, it's going to come across as bold. You know, they're, they're going to pick up on it. But you are not unworthy. I did a message a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was a Wednesday night teaching or a Sunday night teaching. I'm not sure. And I talked about shame. How so many times we walk in shame because of things that we did in our past. And because of the cross, because of what Jesus did on that cross... Because God knew that we were gonna we were gonna fail him. We were gonna mess up. We were gonna operate in the flesh. And then we were gonna regret it. We were, you know, oh God, I'm so sorry. But we still walk in that shame. So he sent his son to die on that cross, not only for us to be saved, but uh, but for us to be healed. And delivered for us to be set free from feeling unworthy, from feeling unloved, from feeling like we're unstable or that we feel that we're a failure. Maybe you're coming out of a relationship or a marriage that it it just didn't work out. And now you feel like a failure because your marriage failed. And so for whatever reason that it didn't work out, you don't have to take that identity or label of failure when you're looking to go into a new relationship. Personal identity is one of the most important things to understand about ourselves. We must know who we are. We need to know what makes us laugh. We need to know what makes us do the things that we do. Why Why do you like to plant flowers out in your garden? Or why don't you like to plant flowers out in your garden? We're all different. What gets on your nerves? What brings true joy to your life? Start identifying those things. Because when we understand what affects us, what we like, what we don't like, it's going to trickle down and it's going to affect everything else. Our personal identity affects how we look at life, how we deal with conflicts, and even who we choose as friends. And when we are labeled wrong... That's going to get intertwined into our personal identity. And again, we're going to be limited. We're going to feel like we're in a box or that our, that a chain that this is as far as we can go in life. I want to take that next step, but I'm only able to pick up one foot because my other foot is bound by this chain and I can't go any further. Those are the chains that the enemy tries to, to bind us down with. And if he can keep us in one spot, limited to what God has for us, basically he's going to win because we're going to just, well, this is as far as I'll ever go in life. 
and that's not true. But that's what that's what the devil, because John 10, 10 says that the thief, talking about the devil, the enemy, talking about the devil, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus comes to give life and life more abundantly. So if you have accepted Jesus as your Savior, you have a new identity. We just read it in 2 Corinthians 5.17. But sometimes we forget our true identity, our true spiritual identity. And then we end up chasing after meaningless, earthly, worldly things. And because we're trying to fit in or we're trying to... Um, dig ourselves out of a rut or a pit that seems endless. Again, if you are a follower of Jesus, if, if you have asked, invited Jesus into your heart, you are no longer a part of this world. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. This life I now live in the body. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we are crucified with Christ. I no longer live. The old man, we just read it, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. The old man is dead. Christ lives in me. We just read in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27 that God made us in his image. So, if God made us in his image, Jesus is God in the flesh, and Jesus lives in us. Friends, we have to believe in our identity that God has for us. We're not called to, to fit in. We are not called to get to win approval of the world. We'll never be able to get approval of, of the world because that's not who we are. I found a quote by Tony Evans earlier. And I'm like, man, that really goes along with with this episode it says where you stand must be determined by where you are seated where you stand must be determined by where you are seated so many times just like talking about that chain that the enemy tries to um tie us down with bind us to you know, you, you can't pick, the, you, you want to go forward, but because you feel you're unworthy or you're um, unstable or you're depressed or you're anxious or you feel like a failure or you're different, that right there, where you stand must be determined by where you are seated. If you have a, a, a chain wrapped around your ankle, and it is tied up to a tree. And say that's your right leg. 
and you're taking your left leg and you're trying to go forward, but you're stuck there because the lies of the enemy, the failure, the unworthiness, the rejection, the, well, I'm just an, I'll always be called an alcoholic or I'll always be called a homewrecker. That is causing us to just sit down because we can't get up and walk anymore because we are bound by the lies of the enemy. So where you stand must be determined by where you are seated. And if you are seated in the pit of unworthiness or just whatever lie that the enemy is telling you, if you are seated there and you have you have thrown the biggest pity party, look at me, I'll always be here. I'm just useless. I'm just a failure. I'll never be good at anything. That's where you're going to stand. And that's where you will continue to stand until your mind lines up with what God says. And we need to have that word. What does God say about me? We need to have his word in our heart where we can know I am created in his image. I am full of joy. I am full of life. I am loved. I am stable. I am useful. I am, I have victory. I'm not a victim. Then we're going to be able to stand in freedom over these lies. You are worthy even if you don't feel like it. You are worthy even if you feel like you are just just so dirty from from the lies or the sin. God has forgiven you. If you have confessed Jesus as your Savior, whatever it is that you've done, the sins, the wrongdoings, God's like, I do not remember that anymore. Why are you even remembering it? You are worthy because of the blood of Jesus has made you worthy. I know many of us feel insecure at times. And that is when we're trying to do things in our own strength. We keep trying to find our worth and our security in the wrong things. But when we turn to, to what God's word says, we don't have to look any further. We don't have to have that stamp of approval from the world. We don't have to, to work at it to be worthy. If we will renew our mind daily, I mean, I, I have to renew my mind, it seems like, every other second because, again, John 10, 10, the enemy wants to come in and steal, kill, and destroy. Oh, that, that's not my mindset. I need to renew my mind. We are part of God's character. We are made in His image. He loves us so much. It is an unshakable love. It is a love that 
it just covers us. And there's no, well, you remember that time you messed up? God will never say that. He will never hold any of that over our heads. When we become that new creation, when we become saved, again, when we profess Jesus as our Savior, everything changes, and it's all for the better. We're giving a new name. Our identity changes because we've been redeemed. We've been redeemed from the brokenness, from the, the, the anxiety, from the failures, from the fears. We've been rescued from the sin and from the darkness. And we've been welcomed into God's family. First Peter 2 9 says, But you are a chosen people. It's talking about you. A royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Friend, you are chosen. You are loved. You are valued. The blood of Jesus paid a very high price for you to live in the freedom of your true identity, your true spiritual identity. Do you know how special you are in God's eyes? If you don't, if you don't know, if you don't understand how special you are, that's why you're probably still trying to find your place in the world. Once you have that new identity in Christ, once you have confessed, professed Him as your Lord and Savior, invited Jesus to live in your heart, you are His own special possession. We just read that in 1 Peter 2, 9. You are chosen and handpicked by God. You are treasured. You are irreplaceable. We might can be replaced at our job. We might can be replaced, you know, on the, the uh, organization or whatever because we've missed too many meetings or whatever. We can be replaced. But God says you're irreplaceable because he has given us, he has filled us with gifts and talents with abilities that only you have, that only I have. He's created us to be unique. He's created us to, to, to find that niche that we can operate right here. I love doing this. This, this is it right here. And if you don't step into everything that God has for you until you put on your, your true spiritual identity from God. You'll never be in that. Think of someone when you go to the doctor and you got to have lab work. 
Well, you know, they put that little tourniquet thing on your arm and, you know, they're, they're trying to find that vein because the vein is where what they need, the blood is in the vein and that, that's where, that's where it's at. Once we put on, we take off the false identity, the mistaken identity, the stolen identity, and we put on our true spiritual identity from God. We will be in the vein of all the things that he has for us. We will be able to operate in our gifts, our talents, our callings. You may be thinking, oh, I could never do that. But when you are in the place that God has for you, remember the, the Tony Evans quote, where you stand must be determined by where you are seated. And when you are seated in God's word, when you are seated in God's love, you are going to be standing in the place that he has for you. And those things that, oh, I could never do that. All of a sudden, this spirit of boldness is going to come over you. And you are going to be witnessing to people. You're going to be preaching God's word, sharing testimonies, giving devotions, even hosting a podcast. Because it's something that I would never be able to do on my own. Because I can't do that. But I depend on God. I depend on the Holy Spirit to lead me as I am just just speaking, talking on what God has put on my heart. When, you're, when you know your identity in Christ, you are loved beyond compare. He's not going to say, well, I, I, I love you as much as I love that other girl. You know, she, she lives next door to you or that other girl that does the same thing you do. He doesn't compare like that. Your identity in Christ says you are worth dying for because he sent his son, his only son, that lived a, a sinless life. He took up on our sins so that we could live. You are forgiven. You are his child. Maybe you grew up in a, a broken home or or maybe um, you you were adopted or for whatever reason your birth parents have walked away and you feel like I don't even know who I am. My mama didn't raise me. My daddy didn't raise me. I kind of raised myself or I lived with my aunt or my grandma. You're going to know who you are. You are his child. He is your heavenly father and he loves you dearly. You are secured for all eternity. There's no, well, if I do this right, I'm, I'm going to make heaven once you have Jesus living in your heart, you're going to want to do things right. You're going to want to do everything you do is like, I'm doing this for the glory of God. I want to make him happy. I want to, I want to be, do all things pleasing to him. And when we know our, our true spiritual identity in God, we're going to be set free. We're not going to walk around with a logging chain wrapped around our ankle bound to a tree. 
in the brokenness or in the unworthiness. We're going to know our identity. Because remember, where you stand must be determined by where you are seated. And if you're seated with that logging chain wrapped around your ankle beside that tree, that's where you're going to stand and you're going to believe the lies of the enemy. But God has so much more for you. You are set apart. You are set apart for greatness. You are set apart from everything else. And you are so precious to him. God loves you so much. All of these things, and I mean, we could go on and on and on, but this is some, this is some of your identity in Christ, in Christ. Your identity in Christ does not, it's not determined by if we're having a good day or a bad day. It's not determined if well, God loves me because look at my hair, my makeup. Boy, it is, it looks good today. Or, you know, I have this really good paying job. I, I, God loves me. That doesn't determine your spiritual God-given identity. If you're having a bad hair day, if you're having a bad day and you had a, had a meltdown five minutes into into work this morning you know you clock in and five minutes later something happens and you're in the bathroom crying that does not affect your identity in God it's not determined that does not determine your identity not only is it important to understand your identity but it is so very important that you actually live out your identity in Christ, because that's who you are. When's the last time you looked at yourself like your God's special, chosen, loved, set free, set apart child? When's the last time you made a decision with a just a bold confidence because you know who you are in Christ. Friends, that's the kind of life God wants us to live. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as the masterpiece that God created? Do you see yourself chosen and, and made by His hands? Do you hear the Lord singing over you like it talks about in Zephaniah 317? The Lord sings over you rejoicing in your new identity in Christ, embracing that you are his child and he expresses how he loves you more than you can even imagine. When you see yourself as Christ sees you, did you know that others will begin to see you that way? Remember when I said maybe you come out of, for whatever reason, your marriage failed. And now you're, you know, you've had healing time. You've had a, a season of healing. And, you know, I'm ready to, I'm young. I'm ready to, to, to date again. But you feel like a failure or you feel unworthy. And you go and try to start a new relationship. They're going to pick up on that. 
But when you see yourself as Christ sees you, not when you see yourself as the devil sees you, because they're going to pick up on that too. But when you see yourself as Christ sees you, others will begin to see you that way too. If you are steady and secure in your identity in him, your actions and your speech and your life will express God's love. It just opens up so many doors because your mind is set to, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. And it just, when you change your mind, everything else changes and everything will begin to line up by how you think. So remember, where you stand must be determined by where you are seated. So where do you find yourself seated today? Are you in the pit and feeling unloved and and unworthy? Or are you seated in the security of what God has for you? Friend, don't pick up false identity or or let, let the devil steal your identity. You've got this unique set of fingerprints on your hands. That's your identity. They, they say no one else has those same fingerprints. That's how unique you are. God loves you so much. And he wants you to see your identity through his eyes. And then once you can make your, you get that into your heart and then get that into your mind and your heart and your mind begin to align together, you are going to be strong and steady and you're going to persevere in life. You're going to, you're going to push down barriers that, that the enemy tried to set, just like with that log and chain wrapped around your ankle tied to a tree. You're going to be able to break through that because you're, you're set free in Christ. I don't know where you are with your identity today, but do some digging. Do some reading. Read in Ephesians. tells us who we are. We're redeemed. We are loved. We are worthy. We are chosen. We are adopted into his family. He loves you so much. And he wants you to walk in your true identity, your true spiritual identity. So it's so very important that we understand who God created us to be. Because that identity, again, is going to affect everything, every fiber of our being. If we see ourselves as chosen and set free and adopted and loved, that's how we're going to stand in life. 
because we're seated in that security. If we're seated in the pit of lies, we're going to be standing on lies. And that's what we're going to project to the whole world, to our family, to our friends, even those that don't know us. So I challenge you to seek out just who am I? I think about the Ancestry.com um, or whatever, the, the DNA or the 23andMe. I, there's several of them. It can tell you where you come from and, you know, your ancestors and everything. But if you just open up the Word of God, you can find that true identity. And he, he so wants to for you to walk in that, that truth and in that freedom. There's so much freedom in his word, in his love. So I challenge you to ask yourself, who am I? Who have I become? Have I, have I become the lies that I have believed for so long? And if you say yes, start writing it down. How do you, what do you believe about yourself? And if you feel like you're a failure or you're unloved or you're unworthy or you're useless or you'll never amount to anything, find a scripture that says you are loved, you are strong, you are worthy, you are chosen. Find those scriptures. That is an antidote to all the lies of the enemy. So I thank you for joining us today. And until next time, let's have tea.